Welcome to TLDR with Tony and Luke. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. Join us as we talk about struggling. Struggling to get a console or something to play on. <laughs> struggling to keep playing the games. It's just a struggle street episode this week, Tony. It is. It's been a struggle. I Right before recording last week, I remembered where I needed to go in Bloodline. Uh, yeah, Bloodstained. 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 Mm, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Ritual I remembered, I had in my brain the picture of the room that I'm like, that's the one I need to go back to. And I'm like, this is going to be great. It's going to be forever for me to find this thing. Open the map. Went, oh, no, it's right there. Boom. Went straight to it. Boom. <laughs> straight into the new section. I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't very painful at all. And so I started exploring this yep. new area, going through lots of more areas that I can't get to, can't get to, can't get to. And then, uh, like, within 20 minutes, I've run out of new area to, to, <laughs> to, to explore and run smack dab into a boss. Oh, no. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go, here we go. So I spent, like, a while just backtracking and making sure I did it all. Tried yeah. the boss a few times, and I think I was just so, like, not really... I thought I'd get into a whole new area yeah, of exploration yeah, to, to get like stuff. a little bit of exploring and then run into a boss. I'm like, I don't really. The bosses are tough. Like, yeah. there's definitely a difficulty yeah. spike, spike on them. So I need to like go back, replan out my all my abilities and make food and go in prepared. Ah, quick game, come back later. Kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. It was a real, yeah. like, just even getting back in and knowing that I'd have to, It was nice that I did, I remembered, like, because I do mark the chests yep. on the map, I was able to go, oh, no, I remember, because it was sort of like there was a chest here and a chest there, and they were in diagonal spot. I bet that's the space <laughs> I need to go back to. So, you know, that was that was fine. But, yeah, it feels like every time I go to explore a new bit, it's only a tiny little bit of exploration before something. I... Like, the, the first half of the game had that huge, big, expansive yeah. areas and stuff. Um, and then I, I did a bit of looking around to say, like, I'm stuck at 52%. You yeah. Know, what am I supposed to do? And it turns out the next big expansion area is under the water, which I knew. Yeah. But you need to kill some jellyfish that are, are underwater er, uh, uh, underwater enemies, yeah. get their shard, yeah. and then I guess you get to swim underwater, yeah. which is really odd for these type of games for you to get the water ability in the water. Normally you get it from yeah, somewhere else yeah. and then that would let you go in there Into kind the of thing. Yeah. I didn't expect I'd have to sort of go in the half first. Like float on top and try to use ranged abilities, I guess, yeah, to kill a jellyfish weird. under the water or something. It was really odd. I, I I think with this one, I really want to like this game. Yeah. I really, really and it's it's fighting me at the moment. <laughs> this midsection of the game is really fighting me on it. Yeah. Um, that's no good yeah it, it it's not you know makes me want to go back but particularly because the game's weird I don't know if I mentioned this earlier but you can actually fight the boss now right. if you want yeah. and I've beaten the boss and the game ends with a question mark kind of thing so oh, it's one of those okay. ones where like you know there's sort of like there's still more to uncover there's yeah. a better ending yeah. to have kind of thing as well so, so I feel like I've beaten it but I kind of haven't beaten yeah, it yeah. <laughs> I really want to beat it but I feel like I have to keep getting unlocking everything to get the proper ending yeah, yeah that's it that's it and so I don't know that's where I'm at with um, Bloodstain. Bloodstain maybe next week I would have beaten the blood boss gotten under the blood throne and then worked out how to kill the jellyfish and uh-huh. be on to a new 
Underwater area. Underwater area kind of thing. Well, I presume, I'm, I presume this boss talks about a lot about a blood and there's this blood throne and there's a little bit in the blood throne in the pool that's surrounded of blood yeah. that you can kind of fall, partially fall into but okay. you can't really get any further. So I presume when you kill her, yeah. it'll open the blood throne, yeah. give me access to another probably very small area, area yeah. a disappointingly yeah. small area, and then, you know, um, uh, you know... Yeah, give yeah, you a jellyfish spearing weapon. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe there's jelly, maybe there's something. I mean, you do have guns. See, I haven't really used any uh, guns or anything yeah. like that. Um, so there is guns. I probably have to just yeah make a gun, make some ammo, and then go jellyfish hunting until I get the. Uh, what annoys me is it's just RNG. Oh you know? no! It's not like you kill the first one and you get the yeah. shot immediately, or yeah. you got to kill Ten X amount. No, it's shot. just. Because there's some enemies on this playthrough I did that I've killed a lot of and got their shard for the first time, yeah. finally, oh, sort okay. of thing. So, yeah. like, you know, it can uh, be really random. First kill or, you know, 157,000 kill. Something like that. Well, I haven't yeah. got that many enemies so, in total kind of thing, yeah. so probably not, but yeah. certainly I take your meaning. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that's um, that's Bloodlines. How, how have you struggled, Tony? Uh, so, my partner has broken her foot. Uh, great time to be... Going yeah. to the hospitals. Yeah, so, yeah, the hospital experience was was not fun. But also, so just as well as the physical difficulties of having a broken foot, she struggled a little bit with the mental difficulties, of course, because mm. now she's dependent and she can't do any of the things she was planning on mm. doing and all of that. So she got a bit down. And so I haven't been forced to sit on the couch with her, but I've chosen to sit on the couch yeah. with her to keep her company. Yeah. So I've been very much mobile game-based. Yeah. These last two weeks, so I've played none of Pathfinder. Pathfinder hasn't even been turned on. Oh, poor Pathfinder! What are you? What are your minions going to do without you? Without you telling them what to know. do and making the kingdom do. better? Yeah. Just sitting around going, "Where's this?" So I did. I got my laptop out and I played a full game of Civilization VI from start to finish. <laughs> you haven't finished full on the game. couch, haven't you? Yep. <laughs> full game of Civ Six. Oh, I saw you play that. I was wondering why. I'm like, why is he playing Civ Six? That's yeah. a time-sucking game to yep. sort of be crushing that. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so I got a few thoughts on Civ Six. It certainly looks nicer than the previous Civs. Yeah. Have you played Civ Six? I've never played any. I own never played any of the several Civs, Civs but okay. I've never, like, uh, I guess... Uh, it's interesting, actually, because like I would go back to like my pre-surviving Mars city builder yes. kind of thing. Was not really into that type of game sort yeah. of thing, and so maybe the length. I always hear about oh, it takes so long to have yeah, a game, yeah, and, yeah. you know that kind of stuff. So I've always I've had them because I've picked them up in various like places bucks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, or a humble bundle or something yeah. like that. So I've got them, but no, I've never yeah. actually like sat down and played one before. So I'm going to be very contentious here and yeah. cause a lot of comments to come flooding into our inbox. Typical, Tony. In my book, Civ 3 is the best. Oh, the early Civ 3 is the best. They've not they've not matched that magic that I found in Civ 3. Yeah. Civ 1 was great. Yeah. I never really played much of Civ 2, but Civ 3 was just I thought it was amazing. Yeah. They've gone too big and too grandiose since Civ 3. So Civ uh, 6. Civ 6 does a lot of things right, but They've introduced this new thing. So you used to originally you built your city and you knew exactly which squares your settlers could work on. Okay. Yeah. But this new one, the settlers can work on any square. So your city's not necessarily going to grow out in a pattern. It could go all to the left oh, or it could go all to the right, yeah. depending on what the yeah. culture decides to grow out on. So that's interesting. 
And they've mm. also introduced a new thing called districts, which I was really excited about. So you have your theatre district, which is where you put all your theatre entertainment stuff. Okay. You've got your religious district where you put yep. your temple and your shrine and your cathedrals and all of that sort of stuff, marketplace and harbour and all sorts of districts. Mm. And I thought that sounded really, really good, except the districts really only work for the city that you build them in. So you can't specialise a city. Like I want a science city, so I'll build the science district in the best city spot for doing science. So science is increased if you've got more mountains around it. Oh, okay. But you can't just build that city just to be a science city because it will still need all the other buildings that are required. Oh. And the district of City A yep. can't benefit City B, only very few. So the factory building in the in the industrial district does benefit any city within nine squares. So some of the buildings do do yep. what I wanted, yep. which is where you build it in City B and it can impact City A and City C as well. And so then yeah, I ended up – your districts take up a space that your settlers could otherwise work. Yeah. And so sometimes I could build a city near a lot of mountains to build a science city. And so I only had a few land squares that the settlers could work. So then every time I built a district, it blew that land away and put the district in its place. Mm. So the districts didn't quite work how I would have liked them to work. Yeah. And it still has the same problem that the computer sieves have got really unrealistic expectation of what a fair deal is. <laughs> so trying to trade with the yep. other sieves is frustrating. Yep, yep. They've introduced a new thing called city-states. So you've got your barbarians which come and raid you and stuff. That's been around forever. But yeah. there's now these things called city-states that you can send envoys to the city-states and the city-states will give you stuff based on if you've got the most envoys there, they'll give you all this sort of Ooh. stuff. But okay. I often find that in the games that I'm doing really well, the city-states are in the prime position where I'd really want my city to be. Mm. And from what as far as I've played, other than killing them, through military force, yep. there doesn't appear to be any way to actually take over a city-state uh, and make it part of your empire. Yeah, you should be able to like diplomatically- Yeah, diplomatic say, come and join our empire. We'll, yeah, and then, we want you to be part of our empire, mm. which I would really like. But I, that doesn't seem to be possible. I should add, I'm only playing with the Rise and Fall expansion, which is great, which adds a timeline to the game, which is fantastic. So you- isn't you that get a points. core part of civilization no, to have not, a timeline? No, this is new. Yeah, yeah you've always had a timeline, but this actually gives you a proper timeline that gives you points to give you a score to work out whether you have a golden age or, or a dark age or whatever as you go oh, to each age. Oh, okay, okay. And so finding world wonders and building yep. – uh, sorry, building world wonders, finding natural wonders like yep. the Great Barrier Reef or Mount Kilimanjaro, that stuff all gives you scores and okay, convincing okay. an enemy city so the enemy city – rebels and then joins your civilization, you get it. Score for that. So that's really exciting watching your timeline and you can go back to your whole game. Yeah. It tells you all the epic moments you had during your game. So I really like that. And this, I got a space victory. So I was playing the Zulus. Oh, yeah. Which is the war, warlike and aggressive race. Yep. But I was in just absolutely the perfect starting spot. I had a mountain range right to my northwest mm. that blocked me off. Then I had coast all down my... Oh, yeah. Eastern okay. side. Yeah. And then I had three city-states that kind of were between me and any of the other civs. Oh. So I had this totally free, don't need to kill anybody starting area. So the Zulus <laughs> played a completely <laughs> pacifist game and ended up winning with a space victory. Which was nice. cool. It was good. So, yeah, it, it's got a lot of nice touches. Oh, the units have hit points again. So it's not you build your battleship and your battleship gets sunk by a galley. There's none of that uh, stuff going on, which okay. used to be one of my complaints about Civ, that yeah. they just had everything had one hit point. Oh. And so if the other thing beat it, it would lose. But now everything had different hit points, so that's quite good. Okay. 
But my other, the other sieves are quite good. They have personalities and they play to their personalities, which I really like. But there's so many world wonders now, and the world wonders are really hard to build. And I think that's the balance that they've got wrong. I don't know if it's the game settings that I've got. Is my tech is going so fast, it takes me too long to build the building. So by the time I've built building A, I've now tech researched building E. And so now B, C, and D don't seem so relevant to me anymore. And you just skipped right yeah, over it. It's, I'm finding that that my maybe it's because I play a very mm-hmm. science heavy game that my tech is just completely outstripping my ability to produce stuff. But I didn't really notice it in any of the previous versions of Civ. Mm. I would usually be like one or two things ahead, but I wasn't as far ahead as I am in this. So I give it a thumbs up. I really mm. like the Rise and Fall expansion. I really yep. like the governors that it adds in. Mm. So you can put governors in your cities. It looks fantastic. You can zoom in and out. You can watch the combats go. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. It's Okay. It's probably my next favorite Civ after Civ 3, but... Yeah, I just love Civ three. So Civ six, it's, thumbs up. It's hard if, to it's hard like to compete Civ. with that like yeah. time and place and all that kind of stuff that comes along with yeah. it. And I'm sure Civ's suffering from a little bit of They are trying to do new things. things you yeah. Know? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know why. So originally it was Brian Fargo and Sid Meyer, I think it was Brian Fargo. And he went out and branched out and did Alpha Centuri, Sid Meyer's Alpha Centuri, yeah. which was not actually Sid Meyer's. Yeah, it was the other guy, which yeah. ended up becoming not for Axis Games, it became another game company. Mm-hmm. And Alpha Centuri was fantastic. It was amazing. It was one of the yeah. best 4X games I've ever played. And I'm disappointed that Brian didn't give the rights to Sid Meier because I think the current programmers would do a really good job of Alpha Centuri. Mm. It had a lot of fantastic ideas. Like didn't you- they make a new one? They made it Alpha Centuri 2, didn't they? Did they? I don't think that. I haven't seen it if they did. What was that? One where it's between Civ Five and Civ Six, there was another Sid Meier Starships. Oh, is that what that? Was? Oh, and um, Beyond Earth. Oh, Beyond Earth. Yeah, and Beyond Earth right. was crap. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, it was really crap. Uh, that okay. was what they tried to do to be like Alpha Centauri, Centauri I think, but, just didn't but it was quite crap. Capture it. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it did not capture it at all. <laughs> so I tried to like it, but I couldn't. It's, yeah, do you want to give it a go? See what I got on my list afterwards. If a spark takes me to to grab it to go, I'll, I'll, if six is decent, you six know, is I, decent. Yeah. yeah, it's it's complex. Yeah, so there's a whole lot of mechanics. I've added religion, and religion is a permanent addition to the game since Civ Four. Yeah, I don't really like religion. I don't think it really adds anything to the game. Hmm. Um, they've added tourism, but the tourism is just culture, and I play a very culture heavy game anyway, so that works in my favor. Yep. yep. Um. They've got rid of the United Nations, which is great because the United Nations was the worst thing they ever put into the game because it relies on getting all the computer players' votes. Ugh. And, of course, getting the computer players' votes means you hamstring yourself completely yeah. by giving them all of your resources. Yeah. And then so the warlike ones come and kill you because you've given all your resources to the others to try and win votes in the United Nations. Yeah. So I'm glad they got rid of that. I always turn the United Nations victory off oh. in all the yep. all my games that have the United Nations building in it. Mm. So they've made like some a good decisions. Better thing for actual PvP sort of yes. with yeah, real people with that real you can people. really horse trade properly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely worth a shot, cool. but it is that it is mm-hmm. very much a one more turn game, very much, uh, and it will yeah. chew your hours. Yeah, it will just chew, chew your hours. I think you know what else? Having the lounge, being able to play in the lounge room and sit, sit with the yes. and watch TV, and like yes. that's not such a big deal if yeah. you get stuck there for hours, kind of thing. So that's not too bad. All right, 
Interesting. Mm, civilization on the laptop, eh? Yep. Civ yeah, 6 okay. on the laptop. And, of course, then I got to see the joy of how long my laptop battery lasted and how hot my laptop gets while I'm running it. Yeah. But it worked. It held yeah. up. It was great. Okay. I was mm-hmm. very pleased. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I've been uh, – I continued on with uh, The Outer Wilds. Um, that one's – it's been tough to play. Okay. Like, I really – it's one of the – Bloodlines – uh, bloodstained. Bloodstained. <laughs> I got I got out of wilds right and then messed up bloodstained yeah. twice in a row. Yeah. Bloodstained. I love the formula and the games. And I love a lot of those yes. types of games. So you know, I want to love yeah. that. With with out of wilds, I want to love it because it's so different than what I played yes. before. Yeah. But I'm finding the roguelike element of having to restart yeah, a little fatiguing. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I feel like. It's a lot of story to keep a hold of. There's a lot of like tablets and you got to remember in a 3D environment where you've been, where you haven't yeah, been yeah. and whatnot. And so trying to like keep all the story in my head where it constantly keeps resetting and I have to keep going back out yeah. and trying again. And a good thing, ostensibly, is that the worlds are dynamic, you know, so like uh, Brittle Hollow as the Lava Moon pummels it it starts to break apart okay and so pathways that were available are no longer because stuff has yeah. been destroyed yeah there's the in-betweens which it's weird there's two planets kind of orbiting each other yeah uh, or probably orbiting a, a central point outside of both of them kind of thing yeah and there's sand pouring from one to the other right <laughs> into this trench and as that sand falls down the trench fills and more of what's underneath the sand is exposed. Yeah, exposed. And I think the idea is at some point the sand goes back and covers it and keeps yeah. going backwards and forwards. Yeah. But you don't see that because the world always ends. Yeah, before you see it. Before that happens. Um, and so there's lots like so, – so this is my thing, right? So not only do you have to like get to where you want to explore, work out how to get into it, explore it, read it, do all the bits and pieces. Sometimes you've got to do it in a specific time frame. And if you miss that time frame, like I was trying to get someone and I fell off and I'm like, by the time I get back there, I might as well just quit and start again. And now I'm back starting again. And so I appreciate what they're doing with it. I just, the gameplay loop is not clicking me in kind of thing. It's not. Slick enough. Yeah, I was kind. Of, I kind of kept going back to Bright Hollow um, because, you know, I'd explored a lot of it and I was kind of like trying to unlock all of it. Yeah. And it gets to the point where you're like, okay, is this not accessible yet because I'm missing something, or is that am I not going at the right time, or you yeah, know, like yeah. you sort of I don't know because you've got no inventory or anything. You've got to presume that all of it's accessible at all times, all but times, there's yeah. no guarantee on that kind of thing and yeah. so i left that went to the end betweens there's a lot there to explore that i you know sort of started working out even like little puzzles like there's this rock uh quantum rock and if you look away from it it disappears yeah and if you look back it comes back again yeah and then if you jump on top of it and turn your your headlights off and on yeah. it disappears and you teleport with the rock to other caves <laughs> in the system and stuff like that wow. which yeah it's clever but then you got to remember, you're in a 3D game. Yeah. You have no mini-map. Yeah, so you, you only have you've a, teleported to. Not necessarily. You have a little globe thing, which kind of helps, but that's only like a globe in terms of like, 
here's the planet, here's north and south, yeah. and this is the path that you've been tracing. Yeah. That's it. That's all you get. Yeah. No depth wow. or anything yeah. like that for being underground in the dark in a yeah. cave. So a lot of brute force learning how these things work yeah. all while being reset back to the start. Yeah. One or the other would have been a better mechanic. Maybe, yeah. Okay, or it, I don't – see, the worlds are so dynamic that you want them to reset quickly so you're not waiting hours yeah, for the whole yeah. thing to reset as well. Kind of, like I don't yeah. – I feel like they've tried to pull a lot of different cool elements together. I'm not sure whether the mixture – was quite right. We're quite, but it, it is interesting and it's different again. Yeah. And that's what keeps coming. Like if it wasn't so interesting from those aspects, you I wouldn't probably wouldn't. Back to it. Yeah. And so whenever you wake up, you see this thing break apart in the sky, like a little explosion yeah. of it breaking apart. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if I can go there and do that. Because I'm just like, I need, I need to do something else because I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going crazy. And so I flew up to it. And yes, the parts are all there in orbit. Um, around the gas giant and so oh, that was fun I like you know got to it docked went inside and explored all around it and there's a missing module that I haven't found yet and I think it might be Barry I might, I might have fallen into the planet and be yeah, on the yeah. seabed or something like that potentially I'm not sure um, and it, it, it you know it, there's lots of intriguing mysteries like I don't know why it, I feel that it breaking you watching it break up in the sky is relevant to yeah. why the time loop is happening yeah. because the thing is there for, like it was according to like the way I pieced together the law that machine broke when they used it yeah but if they, that happened a long time ago yeah. why am I seeing it breaking up now yeah. recently yeah. kind of thing and so I feel like it's a key part of the puzzle so Sort of these are little tidbits that you get, and you're like, "Oh, why?" Just you know, enough. enough to keep me yeah. coming back, kind of thing. Yeah. And it is nice that the that the the detective board storyboard yeah. thing that it's got does say there is more here to discover. Okay, so yeah. it does tell you it that does tell you that you haven't finished that line that yeah. that that, yeah. that area, and then you can click it, and it will like mark it on the map, so you can yeah. get there easy. So they have made it easier to get back and make sure you don't miss things yeah. unintentionally, which is nice. Uh, yeah, so I'll give it a bit more time. Yep. You know, the mystery is starting to be a little bit more uh, intriguing. I'm kind of starting okay. to connect more with the yeah, with the, with the race. overarching story. Yeah, yeah, so feel like it's maybe got enough to keep me yeah. keep me well, going. I, I yeah. must admit, I checked it out. Yes, uh, since the last podcast, yep. and I thought, uh, you know, I'm intrigued, but it, I'm not intrigued enough. I'll let Luke play it. Yeah, fair enough. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I think it lacks a couple of things which make it hard to relate to because they're an alien race that you're playing. They're not humans. Yeah. different. Obviously, then, like, they play music and stuff, which is, you know, I don't know. They, these other, the other explorers are kind of just sitting on their planets, not really doing anything. Oh, they kind okay. of, you can yeah. tell them about stuff and they'll tell you about what they've found there kind of thing, but yep. they're not, like, dynamic not or dynamic. anything. yeah. So, like, why are they not finding and bringing back technology, which is supposed to be the goal? There's no antagonist. Everyone's really friendly, which yeah. I, I guess is <laughs> nice kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. You kind of lack, I guess I lack that connection with my people. Yeah. And then, you know, the alien race, they're alien. They talk weird yeah. from the readings that you're reading and stuff like that. But they just seem quite humorous, yeah. at least. You know, like when you, that, that canon that I spoke about, the uh, Reading inside the documents in the canon, they're like, 
uh, oh, so-and-so, the research guy said that, you know, uh, this is the absolute maximum power level. And they're like, nah, that's, we can definitely put, <laughs> they know us, they definitely put the low limit low. Let's definitely punch yeah. that up a little bit yeah. higher. And when you get down to the ground to go to the research station, right there they say, oh, does that, does that have a maximum power limit? Uh, but we know those guys. Let's definitely set that a little bit lower so that, you know, we know they're going to go over yeah. and it's you know, going to be fine. <laughs> so, like, you know, they obviously got a sense of humor. And so there's little bits like that in it. But, it, you know, it's all just text. There's no voice or anything yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. And there's no – you don't get any visuals of what they look like. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. I suspect – I suspect that we're going to find out that, like, we're them but just f- forgotten. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. – I have a suspicion it's that kind of a, yeah, of a thing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'll, I can keep playing. It's just I do I do appreciate something that's new, and that definitely pulls me forward. Something that I haven't quite seen yeah. like this before. Yeah, flying that spaceship though, flying around in gravity is so tough. <laughs> oh man, I thought I had a hang of it, but when you start no. doing like zero G stuff and you know it, it um, get into like synchronous orbit. This thing's moving above the planet. And as I was out navigating some of the other pieces, check them out, I got a little bit too close to the planet and got just fell straight into the gravity well, straight back into the ocean. I'm like, oh, what happened? Oh, I'm in the water. Okay. And that was one of those things where I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm restarting because yeah. my ship is up in space and I'm down here and I got no way of getting back up there as far as I'm aware. So we'll just quit and start again, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a few other little dynamic things I noticed. There's something they talk about. Um, there's a, a, a comet uh, that goes in and out and around and one of the ships landed on that and is still stuck there. And so I did a bit of exploring through that, but I couldn't get any further into it. And what I noticed on the mini map, well, it's like a solar system map. You can watch everything that's happening in the yeah. solar system. Yeah. I noticed that when that comet got close to Brittle Hollow, another moon appeared. Ah, like, ah that's the quantum moon that ah, they talk about in the yeah. thing. So it must be related to the comet. But this is back to that timing thing, and I need to wait yeah. or work out how can I get there at the right time. So yeah, you think near- if it's that specific, they'd set up like telepods and stuff that you can sit there and watch the solar map, and then say, "Okay, now it's time to go there." Bing, teleport to there. Okay, here's here's definitely a, a, a complaint that I'm finding very annoying: is that the information you get when you're in your ship versus what you get when you're in your suit are different. Uh. Like when you're in the in the ship, you don't get that north south pole diagram so when you're at a planet you can't intrinsically tell what's north and south unless you know what the planet looks like because there's no gyroscope yeah and there's all this physical it's a lot of physical like dashes like your jet system is just a physical representation of the things i feel like there should be something to tell you what the solar plane is yeah because if i could tell what my ship is then i could say oh i need to rotate this way now i'm level with the solar plane that's north that's south that's where i need to go and i could fly there but you get that when you're outside in your suit sort of thing so like there's lots of little like things where you're like why can't i get this information universally in my ui kind of thing which is a little frustrating but you know uh yeah out of wilds i'm gonna keep playing yeah um see if it's um I do have, obviously got a few things that I want to check out. I want to check out this quantum moon stuff. Yeah. So I have a few tasks yeah, yeah. now that aren't just trying to beat myself up against the, yeah. the, um, the brittle hollow. And maybe that's the way you're supposed to play is not try to Finish discover something. everything, yeah. but to go around. But I think the I think the flip side is that you start, it's just more you got to try yeah, keep yeah, keeping yeah, your, your head kind of thing. And yeah. the detective board is a little, 
as I expected. There's now a lot of squares. Yeah. And there's and a lot of text. Each piece you've got to like mouse uh, over yeah. and click and then yeah. read and click and read. Yeah. So it Yeah. Once again the user interface lets us down. Yeah. Uh, and I think being a controller, like they do they do say this is best experience with a controller, and yeah. I can see why that is from the flying aspects. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like, I don't know what you do make that make that easier, but it's certainly a bit tedious yeah. to kind of like um, navigate through that detective board. Yeah, okay. yeah, you know, at least it does. It, you know, again, it does mark any new entries. So when you go and find things, It doesn't it, mark any. New it does. Oh, it, it does. does. Okay. So when you go and discover a new area or you read okay. something, it says ship log updated. Ship log updated. Yeah. You go back, and then they've all got a little green dot, so you can okay. go through and read the bit and it does like so if you've got like two of the three entries say yeah. it does start to type out the new entry so you know which one is the new one okay yeah. so that stuff is they've thought about that at least so yeah, you can that's good. work out what's new and stuff unlike all mate spirit fairer where it's got the stupid problem that to move down in the inventory you need to be at the very bottom of the screen yeah right and there are two problems with that one is if you have an unfinished row at the bottom, right? So yeah. you say you've got like two of the four slots yeah. and you go on the far, furthest four slot and try to go down. You can't go down and you don't know uh-huh. there's another row there because you can't, <laughs> like can't the little it. scroll bar is like not quite at the bottom. You, yeah. know, you know, it doesn't just like slide you over. Yeah. And when you've got new things and you go down, you clear the new thing before you know yes. you scrolled over the new thing. Well, that was exactly the same problem we had with, what's it, Andromeda? Yes, uh, uh, yeah. You couldn't see the new thing because as soon as you go past it, it unmarks it as new. The instant you click on it. So if you go past it by mistake, that's it, you're gone. You always leave two at the bottom, right? Yeah. So you can, as you go down, you can then get a warning, yeah. then another warning, and then, then you're on it yeah. until you get to the bottom, and then you go boom, boom on those last two ones. And you know as well that it's the last one because there's nothing else below it. Yeah. yeah. It's a solved problem. Yeah. And I, don't understand why they formed that track. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, so yeah, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even that's just good. to show me mm. new button or something, anything. Anything, yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Well, that segues nicely into the other game that I've been playing. Yes. Got my Switch working again. So I've been yeah. playing. It was a broken, was it? Oh, yeah, my controller, my right-hand controller stopped working. I think oh. the battery died in it or something. Oh, did to buy a new one? I did have to buy a new one. Yeah, I did a lot of research on how to fix controllers, and apparently they're actually not, not that hard to fix. Yeah. But it costs you $50 to buy a new one. Yep. And if you go and get someone else to fix it, it'll cost you about $50 to fix your broken one. And if you call Nintendo to get them to fix it, it is very much potluck. Yeah. Some people said that they paid $25 for nothing. Nintendo said, no, we're not fixing this. Oh. Other people have got it fixed for free without paying any money. Oh, right. And other people have paid $20 to get them to look at it. And then they said, yes, we'll fix it for $30. So then it cost them $50 again anyway. And other people have gotten to look at it and they said, yes, this is in warranty. We'll fix it for you. Oh, this okay. is Nintendo Australia as well. This yeah. isn't Nintendo America. Yeah. This is Nintendo Australia with right. massively wild experiences. That's crazy. And it's a known issue. Apparently all these uh, Joy-Cons is a known issue with them. And Nintendo's just being very bad about it. But anyway. Rude. 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 All right. Anyway. That aside. So I played a little bit of Octopath Traveler, which is the whole reason I got the Switch. And that, yeah, that's okay. Octopath Traveler's good. Not as good as it should have been. But everything, all the reviewers said, I agree with all of that. But what I have been playing is um, Emblem of Fire Three Crowns. Which is a big series. If if you're a Nintendo person, you know the Emblem of Fire. I've series, heard of that. Yeah, which is very, it's right up my alley. Yeah. This one's fantastic. Yeah. Because uh, it's like watching an anime cartoon. Yeah. So it used to just be static pick static heads. 
talking. Yep. yep. Whereas now it's the whole animated thing. They've got voice acting and everything. Oh. Of course, I'm playing with the volume down, so I'm not hearing the voice acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very good. They've improved the class system. Can you give uh, a quick rundown on what sort of game it is? I've heard of it, but I don't really know uh, much about it. It's So it's a permakill, permadeath, sorry, permadeath um, tile-based, term, turn-based combat so you get all your turns and the enemy gets all their turns yeah but if you die you back to the start which i've turned off okay because that frustrated me so much in the previous versions that i've played because the reason i hate it yeah is because they've intentionally programmed the enemies to be mean and the enemies will pick on your characters so if there's a choice of three characters and you've got four enemies all four enemies will pick on the same character yeah right and because it's all of you and then all of them you don't get a chance to interrupt with a heal spell or anything to keep them alive. Yeah. So if you've got, unfortunately, bad placement or an enemy comes out of nowhere that you weren't expecting. Yeah. So that's bad. You can lose characters that that way. The other way you can lose characters is uh, critical hits. The enemies can get critical hits. So your plan can be perfect. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to survive with two hit points left. Yeah. And then the enemy gets a critical hit and kills your character and permadeath character is gone. Yeah. And it's not like your characters are very easily to replace. So you, get to do, you, do, you do get a huge roster. Yeah. But- takes so much investment to get your characters to be good it's not like you can just swap in and out all the time yep so I in the last Mm. Fire Fire Emblem's Awakenings they turned off permadeath yeah turned permadeath off yeah uh, which is good because I'm losing characters left right and centre in this which would be frustrating yep but as is given a clue by the name Fire Emblem Three Houses Fire oh Houses Three Houses they've actually built replayability into the game immediately oh. because you choose which house you're going to be a member of. Okay. And there's three houses. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that can't be too big a deal, but each house has about six students in it. Okay. And each student has their own story. Oh, so wow. So in order to see the whole game, wow. you've got to play through it three times to get each house's student Jeez. stories. How long's the playthrough? Oh, it's, oh, it's huge so yeah. far. Yeah. After chapter eight. Classic JRPG yeah, kind of action there. Eight and, oh. yeah. But it's good. It's got all the fire room stuff. Your weapons yeah. break down. Yeah. Um, you get special weapons. You know, it's rock, paper, scissors. Mm. Swords better than light, which is better than axe, which is better yeah. than swords. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's good. I'm loving it. Dig it. Um, mm. Having to go back a few times because I'm making bad decisions and having to yep. go back and reverse my bad decisions yeah. that I've made. The friendship system is still in there. I haven't yet worked out how to get multiple attacks. So if you build up, I think it's because I haven't built up my support levels high enough yet. But if you've got two characters that really like each other and have a high support level and they're standing next to each other, when you attack with one of them, the other one will join in the attack as well. Oh, I love an assist. Yeah. So 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 far I've successfully got one assist from my, they've added a thing now where you can, your character has a tag along character. Ah. And you see the tag along character in the background tagging along with your character. Yeah. And I've actually had the tag along character heal me in the oh, middle of the fight. Handy. So, and I've seen the arch. I've actually seen the archer character shoot their arrow once, but it didn't do anything. Ah, well, everyone misses occasionally, I guess. Yeah. So I'm guessing mm. maybe that archer character did shoot but missed. Mm. But I've definitely seen the priest character healed my character. Okay. My character got low, like I'd end up five hit points. Yeah. And then the priest did an interrupt, and uh. you know it said. Uh, adjutant, they're called adjutants when they tag along characters. Yep. It's an adjutant heal, yeah. and being my health went back up again for eighteen points. I like that. It's a nice little story. I never considered this, but like if you were running an army, you would have someone yeah. in training with you as well, kind of thing. Exactly. Actually, a nice little like 
story-based sort of reason to have another person yeah. there as well. Yeah, and so it makes cool. you think about who are you on your adjutants as well. Yeah, who you and you can't have an adjutant for every character. So I've only unlocked one adjutant slot. Okay. So my party of eight characters, only yep. one of them can have the adjutant. Right. And you can't have necessarily have any adjutant. So I think all of them can have the healer. Yep. But the cavalry guys have to yep. have a swordsman, uh, and okay. uh, the bow guys can have other bow guys. But yeah, there's a well, there matrix of who you can have as an adjutant. Makes sense as well because they would have certain channels. You don't want a sword guy with the archers because he's sending back going. Yeah, can I throw the sword at the people? <laughs> yeah, throw like, the sword at the enemies. Yeah. yeah. Now we've got no sword. That was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that's I'm nice. enjoying it. I've yeah. got there's they've got the traditional uber challenges in the middle of fights that you can ignore. So I tried fighting one. There's a it's a death knight. The first one I found was a death knight, and it says you're you're so you're the tutor, you're the professor of the house, and then each house has a house leader. Yeah. And so the house leader says, "Oh, we should keep away from that death knight. That death knight looks really bad." So I did the first time and got through it, and no problems at all. The death yeah. knight just sits there and oh, just yeah. runs away at the end of the fight. Yeah. But then I thought, oh, I wonder what happens if I go and fight the death knight. So I reloaded nah. it and <laughs> went and fought the death knight, and yeah. I could beat him. Yeah. But I had to have all of my characters. So this with permadeath, this would not be a viable solution at all. And I didn't keep this safe. I'm just going to find out what happened. Yeah. Have to have all your characters around the death knight, <laughs> and then you got to kill him in one turn. Oh, yeah. And so each time you attack, he kills your character basically. Mm. So you've got. 30 hit points roughly, and he gets two attacks and does 27 points with each attack. So he messed up my whole party. I did kill him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And you get a seal which lets you train new classes. Okay. But it wasn't worth losing three quarters of my party to try and beat him. Oof. Yeah. So it's fun. It's got everything. If you played Fire Emblem, you'll know exactly what you're getting. Yep. And it's like Ratchet and Clank. doesn't disappoint. If you like the um, format, you'll enjoy three houses. Yeah. Mm. I haven't done any replays yet, though, so I have to see how that works when I go back and replay with yeah. one of the other houses yep. and see if all the students in the house that I played first, if you like, you get a new game plus, yeah, would be nice. And so all the work you've done on that house somehow Impacts. gets incorporated into your next playthrough. Mm, I don't know. I'll see what happens when yeah. I finish the story. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we've also been playing Spiritfarer, but that's um, Minyana together in co-op mode. I've also been getting a little bit tiresome as okay. well like yep. um, it's hard to put finger well I think it's I think it's two things that are the, that are problem one the jumping and sort of movement stuff has been getting more difficult mm-hmm. but the movement stuff isn't very good your characters uh. are way too uh, I don't know what the word I don't know what um, maybe it's not responsive yep. or they I don't know. I just feel that like I'm better than what I am when I play this game. If I'm doing yeah. for, the, for the level of jumping puzzles that are there, um, and everything's getting bigger, and so the camera like it, it desperately uh, needs a split camera. screen thing where yeah. you're too far apart, you break the screen into two parts, yeah. and then you do that. Yeah, the screen should tear. That, yeah. that's old. They did that yeah. like 15 years ago. They did the, screen tearing. The co-op has definitely been like a bolted-on uh, thing yeah, as opposed yeah. to something they actually went out to design. In the DNA of the game. Yeah, yeah. And so that's getting because our ship we're the biggest ship you can have now. Yeah. So I guess it's not going to get any worse than what it is now. No. But you know, if if one of you doesn't want to do something and is like just you know we're just waiting for something to happen or whatnot yeah. and you're down the bottom left top right is very very small and hard to see as well as just 
I haven't mentioned this, but when you go inside a building, it lights up the inside of the building and dims the background. Oh. But if you're outside yeah. and it's nighttime- You can't it, see anything. And it's really small now because you're, yeah, it's yeah. really hard to see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So, that's really become more like just, just one of the things that just sort of lightly grates on you as yeah. you play more. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm really tired of- yeah. You can't turn it off or anything. So, it's like, oh, this is just, yeah. again, not- Corp's there. Not yeah. designed for the cool co-op, co-op kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, the the characters though have been interesting. They while while their stories haven't necessarily been overly engrossing, they seem to have nailed the personality types, and they really make you respond in the way. Oh, okay. You know, like how yeah. I would respond to that particular type. Yep. We just got rid of the um the like the small time criminal. He was super annoying. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to you want to go to the Everdoor? Yeah, no problem. Go straight to the Everdoor. Let's get rid of this this mm, annoying <laughs> beast hummingbird. Uh, like he would even like, oh, I'm really hungry, and you try to like find food, and he would not eat anything, and then like complain about it, and then take off and fly somewhere else, and you're like. I was trying to feed you <laughs> and you're hungry and now you've flown up there and I chase you down because as soon as I get up there, you're going to give me another thing saying, hey, you haven't fed me and then yep. insult me that I haven't fed them. And you're like, oh, I just want you to go so badly. <laughs> Goodbye uh, kind of thing. I don't need my, don't my time on you. Yeah. Yeah. The game is long. Um, way, I was way longer than I thought. Right. Up to like, yeah. I think 70% done. We're definitely... I think we've definitely unlocked everything now. Yeah. So now I should imagine just running through and just doing, doing all, all the last bits. I think I think because it, I mean, it's kind of been accelerating. Yeah. Once we sort of worked out, we were missing a couple of people, sort of thing. So I think we'll get we'll get through it. But I think both of us are kind of like, yeah, just playing it to finish it now. Finish it a little bit, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we missed a couple. Really frustratingly, we missed a couple of story beats because, uh, you know, Gigiana fell off a platform, fell all the way to the ground when I hit the button to sort of start it and then the camera doesn't keep it in screen, you miss it and you can't see it and it's like, this is just annoying (laughs) kind of thing. Yeah, but like, I mean, I do, yeah, it makes it really hard to recommend a game when it's got, you know, it's not bad, but it's not great great. either. It's just kind of a bit, yeah. You know, the animation is really nice. The a lot of the themes are really good, like dealing with death and dealing with regret and stuff like that. You know, a lot of these the stories aren't amazing, but they are got some nice little beats and stuff to them. Um Yeah. Gana's just been going through uh on the wiki, just plowing through every single recipe, just like <laughs> what number am I missing? Okay, cook that. Next one, cook that. Next one, cook that. Just like like, yeah, that's the way you do it. You just start at the top and just work, you work your way through until they're all yep. discovered kind of thing. So doing that. Um yeah. Uh I think next week we'll probably have this one done and I'll give it a final Okay. A final that's determination cool. how it yeah. depending on how it wraps up yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh yeah. Camera I just remembered I kind of have PTSD about it. <laughs> you have these um, bouncing bouncing things you can bounce on. Yeah. Whatever that is, right? Bouncy things. And you got to like hit jump at the bottom of the jump. Easy. Yeah. Jump really high, constantly keep jumping. You keep jumping a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Except that the camera will zoom up and make the where you got to press the button disappear off the screen. 
<laughs> so you're falling into off the screen and you have to press the button to make it jump. But you now, don't know when. Yeah. And I think they knew this. And if the thing is off the screen enough, just pressing the button anywhere close to it will give you the jump. Right. But if it's only a little bit off the screen and you miss it, you miss it. And you you've got to be it. pretty close still anyway. So there's this little period where you like you can get going, you're usually okay because you can just press it once you're off the screen. But in that mid-range, yeah. missing that jump, and then it's because it's co-op again. One of us makes it, one of us doesn't, yep. and then you know it's sort of you kind of have to do it together. together. Yeah, very yeah. frustrating. Yeah, particularly when there's like secrets. You know, there's secrets that you need to like make a couple of jumps to get off to the secrets yeah. to unlock this thing or whatnot. It's a little bit. Yeah, I feel like it's although it it really is better as a co-op game. It kind of probably plays better as a solo single player game. Yeah. yeah, they should have designed as a co-op game and put it into the DNA of the game and add screen tearing and all of that sort of stuff. I think that and teleport to your co-op partner and all of that sort of stuff. Yes, it so does. If one of you is good at jumping puzzles; the other one doesn't need to be. Yes, that's true. See, and if the camera, okay, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things you could do. Tearing screens, I think, is the is the best Minimum. solution. Yeah, best solution because then you can just go away and it rejoins. Yeah, by far. The second thing would be drop in, drop out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so you can just like, yep. oh, this part's too hard. I'm just going to drop out. You yeah, do you it. You do it, and then I'll come back drop in. back in. Yeah. Um, and the third thing would be, um, oh, damn, I forgot. <laughs> there a second ago. Uh, teleporting to the other oh, player. Yeah, teleporting to the other player. Yeah. If the camera was dedicated to the player one yeah. and the player two was kind of a hanger on yeah. and you did teleport, yeah. that would be – and the, uh, the oh, would be a compromise. thing, yeah. It you definitely the yeah. cat definitely is subservient to the to human, human. yeah. Um, and so during the part where the Mr. Story beat, yep. huge vertical map, you kind of fell off. I was up too high, and I got teleported down to her. So yep. it does do it at extreme distances, right, kind yep. of thing. But yep. yeah, it really I would really prefer. I guess the split tearing, split screen stuff is. Difficult because you got to render yeah. two parts of the scene. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know. Like, it's obviously it's a program, probably kind yeah. of thing. But I feel that the drop in, drop out, or the teleporting thing, as you said, would have been much better compromises. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because you got to like basically save the game, quit, and then start in single player. Yeah. to do it, yeah. you can't. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, so it's a couple of weird things like that. Because like, if you let the controller go to sleep and come back and turn the controller back on, you'll. You both controls will control player one, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So, so uh, when you start doing that yeah. stuff, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is definitely a uh, – we'll tack this on afterwards, yeah. not really built Thought it to be it. Yeah. a co-op. But with all the farming and stuff you got to do and, and feeding people and all that stuff, like it really lends itself to like a two-player. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, you know. Um, yeah, so I don't know, I'll come back next week and I'll give my final well, thumbs up or thumbs, thumbs, up or thumbs down. down. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting to see. What about you? Say in the on the um, well, yes, match, I just yeah? realised that last week saw the twelfth anniversary of Mass Effect Two. Wow! Yeah, wow. Tw that's 12, twelve years ago. I would have been ploughing through Mass Effect Two at this wow. point in time, getting very excited about everything. Uh, 12, 12 years ago is a long time ago. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is a long time ago. Uh, wow. Okay, Mass Effect Two. It's surprisingly controversial. Whenever I read, uh, yeah, people talking about them, it's not as universally loved as I presumed it was. It's like really? people really don't like the single focus narrative. 
that we like so much about yes. like getting through. Like I really didn't like that. Um, uh-huh. in, I think it's I think it's kind of like if you liked if you liked two, you probably liked three. Yeah, and maybe you weren't so keen on one. But if you really loved one, yeah, then two was kind of a bit like, which I completely understand. Like you know, they're, they're very different. It's a very different thing. game to yeah, me. Yeah. It very much reminds me of like um, with Dragon Age. See. I love Dragon Age 1. Yeah. And Dragon Age 2 is okay. Yeah. And Dragon Age 3 is better than 2. Like, they took 2 and made it better. Yeah. But I still really like 1. Is that Inquisition? Dragon Age 3? Was that Inquisition? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Inquisition. Yeah. 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 So, sort of, yeah. yeah it's I a think- completely different game. Dragon Age 1 to Dragon Age 2 and 3. It's a completely yeah, different, different game. game. But yeah. So, yeah. yeah n- number 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the reason I love 2 so much mm-hmm. was because- that suicide mission at the end really rewarded you for understanding the game. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. I loved going through it with Toad Shepard. I played the whole game as Toad Shepard and did none of the side quests, <laughs> made friends with none of my companions, yep. and everybody ended up dying in the suicide <laughs> mission, including Toad Shepard. <laughs> and so Joker does Just, the whole end thing. Yeah, Joker finishes, finishes it off. I thought, that's fantastic. Can you import that game into number three? No. Because uh, Toad is dead. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. okay. Because it's not like, yeah, not like Cerberus can bring them back a second, no. second time kind no. of thing. Yeah. There wasn't, I guess there's not a body to even bring back because no. your body gets yeah. lost on the yeah. collector base, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I really enjoyed Mass Effect 2. That suicide yeah, mission was fantastic. Yes. And I, I mean, to have played it as much as I did with trying out all the permutations for the suicide mission. Yeah, definitely. I it's must not like have a really enjoyed bit, it. Yeah, to play it that sure. much. Yeah. Sure. But that that's just a blast in the past that I thought it was uh, January the 26th, 2010. So, yeah. I'm trying to remember where I was in 2010. Well, you were at the uni. Yeah. Because we were talking about it at the yeah, uni. That was, in fact, what inspired this podcast. Yeah, true. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Funny. Yeah. Oh, man. So many games between that, then and now. Oh, yeah. And still so many more to play. Yeah. even just the ones that we're talking before the show the ones that i um you your rule about five dollar games that i completely broke when i had my little splurge (laughs) for my steam summer sale uh yeah so many there to play and then you found something else that you wanted to maybe check out a new a witcher witcher throne breaker yes that's so weird is it made by city project red uh i don't know interesting i don't know it's definitely officially licensed yeah so I'm guessing CD Projekt Red, mm. maybe they got a another the license to out to another dev studio or something. Yeah, right. But yeah, it was it was in an article I read in one of the PC magazine, gaming magazine, saying the I think it was the ten best RPGs you've never played. Yeah, right. And Thronebreaker, Witcher Thronebreaker was one of one of the ones, like number seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. really worth looking, checking out. So it's uh yeah you, it's very much in the Witcher story, but you have a deck of cards that you mm. build. It's like a customizable deck building mm. game and you've got to defeat the enemies by playing your cards. So it's not Gwent. Yeah. But it's, but it's cards, moves and stuff in your cards yep. and you've got to play your cards in the right um, order. So yeah, can, it might be worth checking out if it's on sale. I think so. I think we should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, because another, there's another summer or a new it's a Chinese New, new Year's year Chinese New Year's, so the Lunar New Year's sale. Yeah, I haven't really played uh, a... A virtual deck, deck building, building game. Um, usually, I think we're both the same on this. We both like really prefer 
in person. Uh, you know, in person. Yeah. When you're playing a board game kind of thing. But I think it's got that Witcher stuff to sort of like draw you into like a known kind of universe and kind of thing. And I think it's fixed. It's a fixed deck of cards, so it's not ah. like they add a new card. So I forgot to ask is this like a Hearthstone deal no, or is it not? A, so the I think only, Gwen's the only like Hearthstone, isn't it? Hearthstone's Gwent, a World of Warcraft one. Yeah, yeah, but like Gwent has that same open-ended deck system as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, the it's new a, Gwent, the actual the, Gwent game does, but the yeah. Gwent game in The Witcher didn't have a didn't fixed have, deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only other yeah. one I've played was a D&D one. What was it called? Card um, Heroes or Card... Okay. Something and that had a fixed deck of cards, right? But that made the mistake of you had your archetypes, you had your fighter, you had your wizard, you had your cleric, yeah. But instead of having a fixed action that they could always do, which is what I thought they should have had, so the fighter could always attack, yeah, the wizard could always cast a ranged spell, and the cleric could always heal, yeah. They didn't have that, they had the move ability of the character was fixed, okay, yeah. So it's based on your race. Your movability was always fixed based on your race. So I was playing one of the – like I got up to chapter 22 or something. Like mm. I, got re- I got really deep into it. I had some really amazing decks. But, of course, as your deck gets bigger, yeah. it gets harder to draw the cards that you need in a specific situation. And mm. so three turns in a row, my cleric didn't draw a single healing card. Ugh. So my whole party got wiped and then uh, I've never played it again. Yeah, it does it to you, doesn't it? Yeah. But at least that had a fixed deck so you knew what your cards were going to be. And Yeah. You, yep. They had rarities, so yeah. they were common, uncommon, rare, and legendary. Mm-hmm. But And they really did. The legendary powers really did feel like legendary and. compared to what the other ones were. And you could only use them once, so the power balance was in there. Yep, yep. And they had, yeah, they had like the fire sword did more damage against the trolls and they had all that sort of whole traditional D&D stuff fixed mm. in there. So it mm. can work really well with a fixed deck and then the whole game has been designed around that deck. Yes. So, yeah. And that's the key thing to it because I'm not really – Keen on doing some, yeah. I played Hearthstone, and, um, and it comes a point when you're playing Hearthstone and you have to play other people, yeah. And you just get destroyed because people have spent money mm. and they've got these amazing cards that yeah. you've got no hope of beating, yeah. So, yeah. I that was the end of my Hearthstone experience, which is a shame because it's actually a good game, yes. But you can't play right. it offline for very long, yeah, because they want you online, so you, yeah, spend they want money. you to spend real money on the game. Yeah, I would have preferred that they made like a deck of say five hundred. It's five hundred different cards, and it costs you fifty dollars to buy the game, and that's it. That's yeah. all that's ever going to be those five hundred cards, and you got to. And then it comes down to is play a bit to collect them. Yeah, skill and, and skill pick your and, deck, and yeah, and a little bit of luck because you don't start off with all five hundred cards. Yep, you only start off with two hundred cards. cards and and they can keep that whole card making mechanic and trading, and yeah, they can do all that. Like marbles in primary school for crying out loud, we used to <laughs> trade marbles and, <laughs> and play. You know. You put up what marble you want to play for. Yeah. Yep. You could do that. And you could say, this is a card I'm prepared to play for. And then someone will log in and say, yep, this is a card I'm prepared to play for. And you, yeah. But no, they just give us 15 bucks and get a new set. Oh, look at that. You didn't get any new cards. Suck in. $15, please. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, no. All right. I think that's cool. That's something different that we haven't played before. No. No. And I think we've got the- indications that it's supposed to be quite good. And we both yeah. like The Witcher. So it's a. I think that's enough ticks in the boxes yeah. to get in the door. Um, I can say the only other card, the only deck building game I've played is Ascension. Well, there's like a phone app version okay. of Ascension, yeah, um, which is really good. Which is actually a physical, physical card. Well, there is nothing game. Yeah, the yeah. problem with the, the problem with Ascension is there's a lot of counting, a lot of point scoring, and stuff like that in it. So uh, when you play okay. online or you play on, yeah, play in person, you're logging that stuff. But when you play on the 
you know, on the app, the app it's way it easier. And yeah. there's a few DLCs to it that have even more of that sort of stuff. So having oh, it like right. auto resolve yeah. all that stuff is super really nice. convenient yeah. kind of thing. And you can actually play um, head-to-head with other people in the room using the app and stuff like that. Oh, so you okay. can basically, cool. yeah, yeah, so you can basically play, you know, because uh, half the reason is one half is I like playing with the physical cards and like yes. having all the little things and yes. all that kind of stuff. The other part is playing with someone else. Yeah. So if you're getting rid of all the counting stuff, but you do got everything else. Yeah, then, then that's, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not a bad good. little compromise there kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so all right, we'll we'll put that on the list. Yeah. This year we'll crack that one out. You got to finish Kingmaker first. Oh, yeah, I got to finish Kingmaker first. We've got to get, get back, back on Pete and get back onto that again and yes. get uh, some more Division going. We've got Wildlands now, so yep. we've got to play some Wildlands. Do a bit of Division now that we've hit level thirty. Yep. Yes. I want to see some of that like end gamey kind yeah. of and then stuff try there. Wildlands. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yes. All right. Yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for joining our series of frustrations. <laughs> 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 Hopefully next week. Uh, Bloodstained will be kicking and I'll be super engrossed in in Wildlands we'll yeah. see yeah yeah maybe you'll be back on the uh, back on the Kingmaker again and off the couch yeah 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 I hope hope to get some time with Kingmaker again yeah before you forget what happened and like you can't remember no what I still remember what on. happened I'm just I'm just a bit I'm a bit jaded with the Rinse and repeat cycle. Mm. They're throwing more roadblocks at me. Yeah. I'm not making it easier. It's making it harder. More things to do with less resources. and Yeah. And it's hard to get back on once you've been off. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Like, it's sort of, you yeah. know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, well, we'll see you next week. Who knows where it'll go? Who knows where it's going to go? <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet.